And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course. And it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. Hey listeners, the new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX-11, is here. RX-11 is everything you need to fix, enhance, and polish your audio for music and content creation. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using the code FRET10 at isotope.com. That's F-R-E-T-1-0 at I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hi, Graham. Hi, Alex. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Great. I see you're in a studio type situation there. I can see maybe some keys and I see some things on the wall and I maybe mm-hmm. see some drums. Way in the background, there's drums and cases. There's drum machines mm-hmm. and keys. And it's. I kind of didn't know we were going to be on camera, so I probably would have put some stuff away. But it would have made it look co- even cooler. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you can. Yeah, this is Graham's sonic cave. All right. It looks yeah, also great. Also known as his basement. <laughs> oh, it's his basement. Yeah. Where are you guys? Toronto. Yeah, home in Toronto. Yep. Oh, right. How's Toronto these days? I haven't been there in a couple years. Well, if you want the truth. Yeah, I do, I do, I do. <laughs> How long you got? <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. It's it's a, it's losing its appeal rapidly. Yeah. Oh, man. For me, I'm yeah. starting to, yeah, it's kind of a crazy place now. It's, it's becoming um, very difficult to live in, mostly for financial reasons, like any kind of right. musician or artist mm-hmm. is sort of being pushed outside of the city and you've got a lot of well other things too but you know yeah i don't know i don't know how i feel about toronto what about you yeah i love the music scene but yeah. that's the only redeeming quality i can think of it's home the food. and there's a lot yeah no totally there's a lot of amazing <laughs> things about toronto and uh you know the city's always evolving i think the music and scene is feels precarious there was a big mm. The pandemic took a toll on it. I think with the rehearsal factory closing, there was one, one company basically ran the majority of all the rehearsal spaces that indie bands could use in the city. And the owner, well, you, Alex knows more about this because mm. you were somewhat displaced by it, but he sold 
two thirds of all of his real estate and oh my Lord. displaced a bunch of bands. Yeah, cashed out, and yeah, one of the spots is becoming a mega church, and one right. of the, you know, it's just like whoa, almost, went from almost too funny. To yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't write that. <laughs> and then someday the mega church will be broke, and you'll be having all ages shows in there. Exactly. The cycle continues. Yes. God, I love I love basement shows at churches. Oh yeah, did That's you do right. that too? Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's usually lots of sweat dripping from the ceiling. <laughs> 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 well, how did you guys um, how did you guys find each other artistically and uh, friendship? Bullically, that's a new word. It's apt. Um, for me to trace it right back was when uh, my friend James. Well, we I knew about Mets. I knew about you guys and with seven inches coming out. I'm sorry. I have uh, to interrupt. mm -hmm. I forgot to do this unprofessional of me. Graham, can you say I'm Graham in your most Graham voice so people can distinguish between the two of you? Oh yeah. I'm Graham. That's that's the most Grammy voice I have. (laughs) Alex, can you say I'm Alex in the most Alex possible? This is Alex here. This is the Alex voice. Mm -hmm. All right. Back to business. Sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, and uh, I've always I've always liked uh, recording, making records. It's mm-hmm. the one thing I love to do. And anyways, I, 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 would, I, I very rarely seek things and people out, but they were an, an early thing I've, I sought, sought out. Like, I got to meet these guys. So I uh, approached them about recording. And then we met up and then worked on your first track. Yeah. And then you came mm-hmm. on board to, you mixed like three songs, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we worked on a bunch of stuff after as mm-hmm. more Matt's music. And yeah, so it started probably around 2011, 11 or 12. 12. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, we've just been friends ever since. And, and this thing came about by, what was it? I think it was pre-pandemic, right? Yes, it we was. Were, we were playing. We were doing music for a couple films together, and we were when we weren't doing that, we started to just make songs that for the purpose of just making songs, mm-hmm. and that's turned into this record, sort of, right? Like exactly. That's the, that's the quick version. It's funny. Well, like, right. you, I was talking to somebody recently about this, and like, music is what we love, and we do it as much as possible and a lot of it has a purpose and it's good to have purpose in music and make records but then there's also the idea of like remember when you used to just get together and fuck around yeah. for no reason like hey man want to come over and play and so that was also i think an important part of this is just like and we would do it down here in this basement just like drone out just come over what's it for i don't know who cares <laughs> just yeah. make shit so it was pretty right. fun that, yeah all right and this thing we're talking about is your new project noble rot and uh the new release is called heavenly bodies repetition control it's uh coming out march 24th yeah mm-hmm. on the wonderful joyful noise records um and i gotta say for one congratulations um to not just you two but to me because this is a fucking insane record and i really <laughs> it's really uh it's the kind of audio and sound and songs that might be the type of desert island music I would have to choose because it it 
all appeals to me. I'm being serious. And without throwing in every kitchen sink, because I, I don't think it does it justice, but to describe it a little bit, it is a, got some circular hypnosis, um, drones, noise, soundscape, some dance rhythms. It's, it's a sonic adventure, and uh, it's really lovely. So again, congratulations on this. It's, it's, it's incredible. And you, you were speaking a little bit about sort of how it came about. And I'm, and I'm wondering what was your headspace when you decided to actually, you know, uh, officially put this together as a release? Where were you in your, in your head? What were you listening to? What were you watching? Which seems to be an element. Um, it was, it happened over several months, right? So we were sort of like, we, we had this idea that yes, we should make an album, but there's no time frame. There was no, we kind of just one day we're like, I think maybe this is it. Maybe this is enough that we, these can all live together. But, you know, it was us going to our friend's studio called Palace Sound and sort of looking around and what gear was there mm-hmm. and what, you know, uh, Graham was messing around with some modular synths a, a lot of the time to start off an idea. And then I would jump on the drums or something and, we would loop that. And then it was just this kind of really fun building of, of layers. And also, you know, there's a certain freedom when you have no intention of trying to recreate these songs as a band. That was never, it was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Let's like, (laughs) let's just go off and um, see what happens. And so all of these, these songs are like started with no, no grand uh, scheme. Yeah, so it was, that was really fun compared to, you know, I I know when you're doing HF stuff or I'm doing Met stuff or whatever, you know, even if you don't think so, there is a not a blueprint, but there's a there process. is there's a process and there's a um, framework or something. Right. Yeah. And so this yeah. this was like we didn't even know what this was. So that was really cool. Yeah. All yeah. Right. I know. And, and a lot of it, too, like, we you know, branching out from what we normally do is maybe a mindset and and making you know music in a less linear way hence some of the more like droney pieces and more experimental pieces you know we love film music making music for films want to do that kind of stuff and um yeah kind of having no uh motives really other than getting to again getting together because i think right once the once that i think for me when things really started to kick into gear is when both of our tours got canceled because mm-hmm. of everybody's tours getting canceled and it was going to be winter and you're like what do we do to not go crazy so we made a deal with our yeah chris to go into palace because again studios couldn't go into studios but we were like right. hey, we're just going to nip in here <laughs> like, but then, like once a week we just made it a habit like one, let's just go in every try and go in every wednesday and just do whatever and this and that again that really, really helped it yeah yeah it's good yeah. that's a great i love that that kind of routine i i feel that without an agenda, but with uh, some sort of parameters, which is maybe Wednesday and turning yeah. on a light switch and then seeing what happens. Yeah, we're, um, we're dads now, so those th- those kind of routines yeah. are really important. It's like yeah. the equivalent of like the local pickup basketball game that you go hit like on right. a Thursday night. I yep. don't, I wish I did that, but point <laughs> being, it was like that. Yes. It was like the, some people are going to the hockey rink to, to get together with their friends and play with this was like our our escape from the pandemic and also just 
you know the yeah. ultimate what's more fun than that having a studio at your uh at your fingertips there's yeah, nothing better right. than that yeah. yeah one special thing about this record is that um you can clearly hear both of your musical voices but this collaboration has also created a singular voice and i don't think that always happens with collaboration and it's not necessarily a good or a bad thing but this definitely is a new voice when that happens it becomes almost a timeless thing a stamp if you will do you feel that it's hard to feel that because we're, we were there every step of the process and we were like we know what went into it but i will say this like I think one of the reasons why we kept on getting together is because there's a sort of like hive mind or like seamless brain meld thing that happens with us. And it's like really super fun. There's there's yeah. no hard decisions. It's mm -hmm. all very easy. And um, I think that might be to what you're talking about, like that thing where it's just there's com there, we're communicating in a musical way that's like the easiest thing in the world to do. So I think that doesn't always happen. That's for sure. You yeah. know, that sometimes it's difficult to collaborate with somebody, mm. but uh, that's not the case with this, which is, which makes it like something that we really enjoy. Oh, okay, <laughs> <thanks. laughs> well, um, emotional there. <laughs> oh man, that's nice. Um, well, I want to, um, I want to play casting no light. Is that cool to you cats? Absolutely. All right, let's play it.
beauty. Now, I'm not just saying that for your Canadianness. <laughs> I know that's a term you use up there, but I like using that term down here in America. Um, I love that song. This record also is easy to get your head into. And what I mean by that is when I listen to it, I can almost be in the studio with you guys. I can see the keys, even the space bar record being pushed. The experience is very full. Um, I know that you, you kind of said you had no rules, but can you share a little bit of, of the process of recording uh, either, or either one song or if you did have some rules, you'd lay down drums first or whatever. I have one rule. Yeah, I never, and it, I think that I feel like it applies to this, and I've been trying to um, employ this rule: follow the fun. Mm. Follow Ooh. the fun. If it's not fun, don't do it. Mm. Put it, put it aside. Follow the fun. This is this sounds fun. Yeah, that sounds cool. I like that. <laughs> I don't know. Were we doing that? Uh, I feel like perhaps we were. we were. I don't know. We kind of just you, again, you just get in. You lay some shit down and see where it goes and then and yeah like a lot like a, a, there's we laid down some drones and built those up some of them are like drum loops you you put down and we cut them up and those are just turned into rad things and just built upon them yeah i mean yeah. and then there's you know i think it was started it started as maximal like we would mm. do every idea mm -hmm. that came to mind and then strip it back and and you know but also kind of doing that on the fly, right? Like it yeah. wasn't like we piled up all these tracks and then said, okay, it's time to carve it all up and mix it. It was just like, as we were going, you know, it felt pretty live. Like yeah. it felt okay. pretty like on like um, spontaneous, which, which I think can be kind of difficult if, if you're not doing a live setup, it's like, it's mm -hmm. just, it still felt, you know, exciting and and live in a, in a way which I was a little bit surprised about when there was just two people. You know, yeah, yeah. And then right. as far as a record as a whole, I mean, I'm I know I have this with Holy Fuck. Like we will, you just kind of keep your head down, work on us, work on songs, and then the grand picture starts to kind of reveal itself, maybe more right. towards the end, or you have a, a bank of things. And I can sort of apply that to this as well too. We just like had a bunch of stuff, and eventually it's like, wait, I think we've got uh, we could put something together here. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. and then from there, you fi we you figure out what the you know not just what the running order is, but maybe you work on some of the songs to reflect what this greater picture you want to have. Yeah. So it yeah. was it it was a patchwork. Mm -hmm. It was there was yeah. no grand vision. That's for sure. Yeah. But okay. uh, you know, one sequencing, you try to make it like you said, try to be a a bigger experience if the things can like live together in a mm -hmm. cool way. Yeah. Just one rule, follow the fun. Yeah. Oh. I, Alex, <laughs> did Graham ever yell at you and be like, you're not fucking following the fun. He's and like, like the one fight you guys got in was about following fun. Yeah. You call that baseline fun? It's not fun. I got news for you. <laughs> I'm not having fun. It's I'm not, not having fun. <laughs> well, it's because you're not following it. Yeah. No, I didn't know this rule. No. He never mentioned it. No. So sneaky. Yeah. And the other thing is, is um, speaking of plugging things in, there's a fantastic marriage of synthetic and acoustic organic instruments. I don't know if that's real nice. or not, but it certainly sounds like it. And again, another thing that lends to this experience. What did you intend on? Um, did you start with synthetic, uh, you know, direct plug-in instruments, and then add acoustic instruments? How did that work out? 
feel like it was different every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, know, I mean, often yeah. you would sample something and mess with it or or um, just a modular kind of noise. Mm-hmm. Then I would sort of maybe make a rhythm or a bass line or something. Yep. But like, we can't say that for every tune. So it's just kind of like, but that that was pretty normal. Where, yeah. you, you know, something that you dreamed up with your synth would be the first thing. And then it maybe it would have a weird rhythm and we mm-hmm. try to like lock something into it. Yeah. 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 And and speaking for myself, I've been as far as like synth synth sounds and stuff like that, I'd say and more so over the years I've been leaning away from synths but still using so maybe I'm I'm using more samplers and things like that and trying to make synths not sound like synths mm-hmm. and things like that and and cuz you know, I mean I I certainly listen, listen to a lot of music and you can tell what what keyboard they use or whatever and just my own my own taste lately I'll, I'll i'll very cautiously do that but i'm trying to just find other sounds and stuff like that and use or samples of organic things to manipulate and make them sound like alien sounds like yeah. what was that? like that's what jasmine jasmine from no joy who is an old friend of ours mm-hmm. um she's a big part of why this record happened but yeah. one of her lines was like she she was really into she sings on a song too actually and um and she was on the one of the curators with the joyful noise. So that's like, she made this thing actually get a release, which is pretty amazing. Thank you, Jasmine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but her line was, you know, like I loved listening to it. Cause I was just like, what was that? Like what yeah. made that sound? Love it. And that, yeah. that's kind of cool to yeah. think that people are maybe scratching their heads sometimes or exciting them or, you know, making them think a little. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's also this video for Casting the Light that is a concept, I believe, that uh, John Smith developed. And what it is, is a visual component represents every audio component. And um, what it does for me when I watch the video was it almost illustrates the audio when you just watch the video. And I can't really not unsee that video. It's really cool. Um, At first... I didn't realize what was happening and then I was it's it's amazing. Do do you predict you'll work more with visual arts or video? Well, we can probably share. Yep. We're doing another one with John Smith again so oh. uh, soon. So yeah. Um yeah, that video totally blew our minds like exceeded our expectations. He yeah. he dreamed up this I don't even know the technology he used, but it is it's there is a exact reaction for each like you said for each audio Mm -hmm. section and he he i think had been dreaming this thing up for a while right and said this is the perfect song for my experiment (laughs) because it had all these layers right and all these things coming and going and so we're just thrilled that he chose us (laughs) because i think he would have done it with someone else right like timing worked out very well it was just that the the track worked for his idea Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah, he uh, he built the, he had to build this thing first, and then yeah. and then run the video through it, and then uh, or program this whatever like yeah. each stem. He programmed MIDI for all the instruments, even the vocals. And I don't know how it all. I don't know. I don't know how it's all. I don't, there's some wizardry obviously wow. behind this. Anyways, yeah, John's great. Yeah, <laughs> he's a genius. Yeah, it's not just uh, visual components bouncing to your song. It's it's much deeper and more elaborate and exciting well i think and we're both we're both what do you call it synesthetic 
I definitely have that when I listen to music and I love mm-hmm. the visual marrying with the audio and yeah and that kind of thing so you know and like we say like like scoring and stuff like that is like that's right up our alleys so right it worked well in the video well I look forward to this the next video do you know mm-hmm. when it's going to be available on release day so release day all right mm-hmm. a couple weeks okay. yep all right so my big question is do you have any plans to present this live well we joked we said if there was an, a good offer <laughs> yeah that yeah. would allow us to bring 10 of our friends with us you know like a big band kind of that would thing. be awesome yeah. that would yeah. be the right way to do it i think if not it would be a whole lot of uh like it would be that whole two guys with samplers look. yeah that, would, that might not be uh <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it would be so fun yeah to do it right touring's hard we all sure. know these days so we'll you know we'll see well, as soon as this mega church goes out of business, which will probably be soon, you and John Smith, ten people on stage, an evening with Noble Rock. That's right. There you go. Produced right. by Joe Plummer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, I will encourage you. No pressure, but hope to see it someday. In the meantime, I'm just gonna keep listening and uh, spread this record around. It's amazing. Thank, Thank you very much. Thanks for your time. And uh, hopefully either see Holy Fuck or Mets or something in the future or see you on the streets of rock and roll. Sounds great. All right, take it easy. Yeah. Thank you. Bye.